But first, be prepared. Right? The five wise virgins were able to enter into the wedding feast of the bridegroom because they were prepared. Even though the bridegroom's arrival was at an unknown hour, they, they were ready with the oil for their lamps. And so with us, in our religion, we are called to be prepared for, for his coming, for the coming of the bridegroom at that unknown day, on that unexpected hour. In our moral life, in our charitable acts, in our practice of our religious faith and sacraments and worship. It's all part of our personal preparation to be prepared. We do examinations of conscience. We reflect, how have I been doing on moral life, on charitable giving, on my practice of faith and my worship and sacraments? Yeah, that's for us personally. What we do today, we're called each, uh, each year, the bishop asks all of our all the priests, to give a reflection on the stewardship. None, I know of no priest for whom this is the favorite uh, Sunday to, to preach. But it's important for doing that little bit of examination. How have we done as a parish on being prepared? The report shows the fiscal year, the spiritual year of 2022 to 2023. What I'd like to do is have you open it up to that center we're going to look at these first two, the colored boxes first. The, I don't know, the curved rectangular and the oval. Because I think you remember, most of you do anyways, a few years ago we started a capital campaign. We've come to the end of the capital campaign, so that's first thing to note. And what were we doing with the capital campaign? We reviewed a little bit of what that was all about, this four-year campaign. It was... Overall, very, went very well, raising over $200,000 to help us with our entrances, to help with the lighting, to offer a form to the parish, and also to pay off the majority of the roof of the parish center. That's extraordinary income in that lower left box. The, cir- the circle, the oval in the center, the weekly and holy day collections, that's what we would call it the ordinary income. And we wanted to show you the trend from before COVID, 2018, 2019, and then how we've dropped. We did well, all things considered, compared to what many parishes did. We we honestly did quite well, but it did drop, largely because the people that would give to the plate, giving cash in the basket, they weren't there to do so. And so the drop was significant. And happily, we've seen over the last three years a steady increase, almost to where we were in the pre-COVID days. So the oval is ordinary income. The curved rectangle is the extraordinary. And now go up to the upper left, the income and the expenses. A couple things to note there. The three columns are for... Obviously, this past year, 22, 23, the previous year is a point of comparison, but we also skipped a couple to go back to pre-COVID levels. So 2018, 2019 is the the left, the center column. The income is on the top half of the box, the expenses are in the lower half of the box. Ordinary income, again, we're trending upwards, which is a great sign to see. Most interesting on the income is the extraordinary income, right? And you'll notice at the totals, you probably have already let your eyes go to the totals, that 
It's significantly lower this year than the, the last two, but why? Extraordinary income in 2018-2019, that was over 200,000, largely because that's where we got the lion's share of the income from the capital campaign. Over 150,000 was just from capital campaign in 2018-2019. In 21-22, that 300,000 of extraordinary income, where'd that come from? Largely, that was the payroll protection plan. We had 180,000 plus that came from the PPL and also um, income from the capital campaign. And then this past year, it was almost exclusively from the capital campaign. So that's why that significant decrease there. Go down to the expenses. Um, again, <laughs> the extraordinary expenses is where the interesting thing is, but we have to note, as I'm sure you all do, utilities are up. <laughs> I don't think that's news to any of you. But compared to 2018, 2019, this past year was more than double. Now look at the extraordinary expenses. What was 1819 uh, was largely the roof on the parish center. We paid off the majority of it in that year and then have been slowly chipping away since. In 21-22 uh, and in 22-23, those large numbers were all the brickwork on the facade of the, the church. We finished the second phase of that and happily all the immediate work on the bricks is done for now. So the lower right corner of income and expenses, that's where the bad news on the page is. We spent over $100,000 more than we took in last year. That's not so good. It never feels good. The positive side, we had it. Go all the way down to the lower right corner of the stewardship report, the assets on hand. You'll see um, this past year, we now have a zero in the parish savings because we used that largely to pay off the, uh, the shortfall of this past year. But we still have funds on hand, over 100, well, almost 120,000 in 22, 23. Go right up from there. How did our parishes donate? parishioners donate each week. We like to share that because there's still a number of folks that don't know about e-giving. And it's also good to see that we're slowly increasing um, our envelope users. In fact, now everyone that registers in the parish, at least for the first year, they get envelopes. And we have good conversations with new parishioners about the need for, for charitable giving in the parish. Hopefully we're turning a corner uh, on and the need to create a culture of generosity that has been so, such a big part of St. Mary's right from the beginning. Go up above that, mass attendance. This is where I get more comfortable to talk about things, uh, less money and more people. Um, mass attendance averages. Pre-COVID, we were over 300 uh, on average per, per Lord's Day. Then obviously COVID, the numbers dropped significantly Happily, it's gone up. Uh, in 22, 23, the numbers have gone up. But note that last gray box in mass attendance averages, there's two different columns in that gray box. Why? Because we changed the mass schedule at the beginning of March. 
We no longer have the Saturday evening mass. That's why the zero is there. But note, what struck me and pleasantly surprised me is we have actually grown in our total number of participants at mass, parishioners attending mass, since we've changed the mass here. I know it's still a point of contention for many and a number of people are upset that we don't have a Saturday evening mass. It's part of the linkage that needs to happen. And I'm glad to see that we have not lost, but actually gained an overall number. Go to the upper right, the four-year spiritual report shows us what has been happening with the baptisms, first communions, confirmations, marriages. You can read it as well as I can. The numbers are not surprising there. But the other linkage point, we're now into the very center, that box in the, the center of the page, linked parish mass attendance. Just like I was pleasantly surprised that the, the mass change here has led to an increase of numbers, overall it has as well. We went from having eight masses for the three parishes in Canton, Colton, and Potsdam down to five. Each of the three churches reduced one mass, and happily the numbers have actually gone up. Yes, some have gone to other parishes, but others have come to us. Praise God. We've been doing a lot. All these people, all these numbers, all these funds, that's what's on the back page. Sort of give an overview of some of the, the great things. I'll leave it to you to, to read it all. The, the linkage working group, the, the uh, restorative justice circle, the synodal church, all these different things that we've done, plus all the, the improvements around the campus and the smaller bullet points. There's been so much. A lot of people doing a lot of things with a lot of generosity. But I want to close with going back to what the most significant is. The most significant of all these things is not, on, is not on this paper. And that's what we're all about, is receiving His grace. It's not first what we do for the Lord, but first and foremost, what He does for us. The parable today invites us to be like those prepared five wise virgins. But the parable ends with the five foolish virgins being locked out. <laughs> they were locked out, it says, not because they ran out of oil, but because they ran off to the shops to get more oil at midnight. Yeah, brothers and sisters, we need oil. <laughs> we need fuel oil, to be sure, but we also need the oil that is the sign of the abundance of God's life, the oils of chrism, the oils of anointing, the oils of the sick, the oil that is the sign of Christ, the anointed one, the Messiah. We need his life. So join me, please, in turning toward the bridegroom, not seeking our answers in, in purchases on Amazon or in just trying to balance budget sheets, not just doing best business practices, though those are all good and important, but to go to the wedding feast, to go to Him, the one who can fill us up in a way more than any shop, any spreadsheet ever can.